As the return of Skybet Championship action edges ever closer, of course, we're at home to Sunderland on Saturday before facing Swansea at Loftus Road and then heading to Birmingham City on Friday night. As always, on the Rangers Report, me and Andy Sinton sit down and discuss the upcoming games as well as hearing from head coach Gareth Ainsley. This is the Rangers Report. So since we're here back at Heston and the clash with Sunderland is now a little bit closer towards us, how's your international break been, first of all? Yeah, it was nice to have the weekend off, no stress. Um, but yeah, nice in a way, but miss it. Like every fan, you, you, miss your, you miss your Saturday fix, you miss your QPR fix, but uh, eh, can't wait for Saturday. We're back. Hopefully the international lads will return uh, fit and well and we can pick up where we left off. We will look at the championship as a whole and what have we made of the start so far, but Sunderland are the opponents at Loftus Road on Saturday. What's your initial take been on them? Well, they're a good side. They come come on the back of a, a really impressive victory against Southampton, you know, 5-0, 4-0 up at half-time. Sort of blew them away, really. Um, have some really good players in attacking, attacking areas. Uh, super manager, Tony Mowbray, they just missed out on the playoffs last year. Made a steady start, but I think uh, with what they've got in their locker, armoury, um, they'll they'll have another good season. And as you mentioned, in the international break, there's been a few dusting of QPR players across the world. Sinclair Armstrong being obviously the standout as he made his debut for the Republic of Ireland. It's been quite an impressive week, a uh, few weeks for us, hasn't it? Yeah, it's good that their players like young Sinclair get their recognition that... Um, his early season forms warranted. You know, I think he's really, really improving all aspects of his game. Um, yeah, Morgan Fox got called up. I've just mentioned them too. I know there's others, but uh, it's always great. I think it's good representation of the club when when players get called up. But hopefully, the most important thing. Hopefully, they all come back safe, fit, and ready to help us push on. And pushing on. That's exactly what we'll have to do with a busy week, kicking things straight off, isn't it? We meet Sunderland at home. Swansea, Tuesday night, and then up to Birmingham for the Friday yeah, night. Yeah, really, really hectic. You know, the games come thick and fast. Certainly the the game against Birmingham being moved to the Friday night, you know, even condenses it more. So, uh, yeah, three three tough games, three games to, to really look forward to. Let's see what we get from them. Is, they, is that the sort of week that a footballer relishes, though, isn't it? That challenge. I think you speak to any player, and I'm the same, I'd rather play than train. Uh, I think you like the games, um, but when they're so close together, you don't get the recovery time. You know, there's travel involved as well up to Birmingham, etc., uh, etc. Et so it's a case of just managing the loads, managing the how players feel after the game, uh, the recovery days, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, no, I used to love, I used to love a busy week. Um, no, bring it on. So if we take a look at the championship as a whole, we're five games in. It's very easy to look at the league table, but all that sort of does is just show you who's had a good start, who necessarily hasn't had a good start, doesn't it? It doesn't yeah, overall yeah, yeah. shape the league as it's going to no, finish. I, I totally agree. As a, again, put my playing side on, and when I was in management, um, I never really took much notice of the league table until about 10 games in. I think after 10 games, you start to get a real feel of runners and riders where, where people might be. It's always someone that bucks the trend. You know, you look at Middlesbrough, um, 
last year under Chris Wilder, you know, started really poor. Michael comes in and they go like a train. I think Sheffield United the year before did pretty much Notts Forest the year they got promoted, started really sluggishly and, you know, came really strong. So, uh, so yeah, but I, I just think after 10 games, you start to get a feel of where you might be. And who, at the moment, are we looking at? Who has even caught your eye? Who's impressed? Well, Who you, hasn't impressed? Have we? Well, I think you look at the top two, you know, Preston, I think, of uh, what they've got, four wins and a draw. Um, I wouldn't say they're a surprise practice because under Ryan Lowe, I think they're always, as we found out over recent seasons, they're always tough to play against. Um, so they've done really, really well. Ipswich, we've played. Um, at the, I still think they're on the back of, you know, that momentum from promotion, but they're a good side and they came to us and we probably should have got something from the game, but didn't. But uh, they're up there. You know, Hull have started well, um, but I felt they were gaining momentum when Liam took over um, last season. And Birmingham, probably a, su a surprise package, which I'm, I know we're going to talk about Birmingham in a while. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, there's teams up there that'll be up there at the end. You know, Leicester, what are they sitting third at the moment? Um, How difficult is it for a Leicester? Coming down from the Premier League, it's not an easy task, is it? To no, because everyone tips you to go straight back up. You're the big scalp. Everyone wants to, to beat you. If you look at their squad, it's pretty much still a Premier League squad. Um, so, yeah, they're the, basically there to be shot at, you know, and it's this league, it's so, so tough. Um, I think it's probably the hardest league, second tier league in world football, I believe, to get out of. That's probably if you go through the league table. It's probably 12, 13, 14 teams thinking they've got a chance of getting up. Teams will think they can get in the playoffs, um, et cetera, et cetera. And as we've seen time and time again, if you're not at it in the championship, every time you play, Tuesday, Saturday, Friday, whenever the games may come, if you're not at it, you get beat. How, much, how important is a, a winning mentality and to get that straight away? We're seeing Ipswich, they've come up from League One, we've already played them, and we saw they necessarily, they'd come away from that game not their best ever game they've ever played, but yep. got the win because of that well, confidence that they, yeah, they're breeding, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you make a great point. Winning is, winning is a, a great habit to get into. You know, sometimes when you're on the crest of a wave, you can win games where you probably haven't been at your best, but good teams find a way. Um, so they've come up, got a terrific manager, got some really good players. Um, so they're going well. But yeah, you can't... You can't replace winning, you know. And if you can string three or four wins together, that takes you wherever you might be in a table to uh, a really good position. And vice versa, if you lose three in a row, you can find yourself down amongst uh, where you don't want to be. And we played them a couple of weeks ago, Middlesbrough. They've there was a big expectation going into this year after what was a good end to last season. Yeah, and they've not quite hit the heights that they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, and we we saw that up there. They had a few chances on the day. I think we spoke last time we were here. Uh, Asmir and Megan, three or four really good saves, but we played well on the day. But yeah, Middlesbrough, listen, they're a quality side. They're, it won't take them long. It's just a matter of, I don't think it's if, it's it's when they get going. And um, I think Michael Currett, you know, he, as a player, never panicked. I'm sure he'll not panic as a manager. Um, but yeah, they'll need to start winning games sooner rather than later as well. But, uh, but yeah, they've been a little bit little bit surprising, but I've got no doubts that Middlesbrough will start climbing that table very, very soon. We kick things back off with a home clash, three o'clock kickoff at Loftus Road. Is that what every QPR fan loves and enjoys, isn't it, about coming to football? Well, I love Loftus Road. It's you know there's going to be a, a terrific atmosphere. You know Sunderland, 
magnificent following. I'm sure they'll pack the away end. Uh, so it's going to be nice, let's face it. <clears throat> Seems a while since we've been there. I think, and certainly just the one game this season against Ipswich. But that was a month ago. So it'll be great, back, like, uh, great to get back there, play in front of our fans. And you're a fan. You must love Loftus Road. I know you're working on the day, but yeah. Loftus Road, that's where you... Uh... I still have my routines and still do the same things that yeah. I've been doing for, for years. <laughs> Walk the same way outside of White City Station, up into the stand, even though now I'm in, obviously in a working capacity and all my family will be there like always. And then we sit and have a few beers afterwards and whether we're celebrating the result or moaning <laughs> about it, doesn't change. Well, let's routines hope, uh, never change and all that. Well, let's hope your family are celebrating on... Um... <laughs> on Saturday. But no, you mentioned Loftus Road. Great stadium, packed house. And let's hope we can build on that, you know, really improved recent performances and an excellent outstanding win up in Middlesbrough last time we played. But Sunderland be no mean feat, as you mentioned briefly earlier. They're going into this one full of confidence. The 5-0 win over Southampton will get anyone sort of pumped up for their next game. Yeah. I've already said, they've got some really talented players in, in forward positions. On any given day, they can hurt you, uh, as they did at the Southampton. Sort of blew them away. Um, so yeah, we'll need to be right on our game. But I think it's a it's a it's it's a great game for us to look forward to, coming on the back of the, as I said, the improved performances in the last month or so, and the excellent win out of Middlesbrough. Can we build on that? And off the field, uh, QPR legend will be back in attendance on the game. Rodney Marsh will be at. It will be in the Fredrars Bar before. Um, kick off to do a Q&A and then you'll be on the pitch speaking to Paul doing a Q&A then as well it's always nice to see someone uh, fant Rodney's status back fant at fantastic uh, you know to have Rodney Rodney's based overseas so for us to get him while he's back here in the short window that he's here is uh, is brilliant you know sometimes I think the word legend whether you're talking about past or present players is used probably a little bit loosely or too much but Rodney if you put him in QPR is a is an absolute QPR legend. You know, you look at the career that he had here. You know, um, part of that sixty six sixty seven cup final team where come from two 0 behind against West Brom. Um, you know, Roger Roger Morgan gets the first, Rodney gets the second, Mark Lazarus gets the winner. Uh, two successive promotions. You know, Rodney represents his country. Forty four goals in a season, which is still a club record and is phenomenal. So. Uh, an absolute legend and certainly the way he played the game, you know, that flamboyant entertainment style. And uh, it'll be great to have Rodney back and he'll get a he'll get a, a brilliant reception on uh, on Saturday. And I'm sure there's a generation of QPR fans that Rodney Marsh was the pinnacle of QPR and the reason they support. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, people tell me, various other people, but Rodney was one of the ones that really put the club on the map in that 60s, you know, just the way he played and... Uh, and what he did, bearing in mind he played on a really good team and it wasn't just a one-man team, but Rodney was very much the the star attraction, if that's the right way to say. And that's uh, no, just, it'll be great to have him back. I look forward to seeing him and chatting to him and speaking to him uh, over many, many things, finding out what he's up to. But uh, as I say, he's back and uh, can't wait to see him. Obviously, as always, we caught up with head coach Gareth Ainsworth, who looked ahead to the clash with Sunderland. So let's hear what he has to say. Thank you, boys, for giving us that uh, that that nice 
send off for the two weeks. You know, I thought they were sensational against Middlesbrough and the fans, absolutely brilliant. And uh, as a manager, that doesn't make a, a season, that result. Um, we've got to work hard and we have been working hard. I think we covered about two thirds of the globe with uh, with our internationals, which was great. But the boys who stayed here were training. Um, we made sure that we, we kept backing up what we've been doing. The performances, the emptying the tank on the pitch, you know, and it's, it's really, it's really sort of a cohesive unit now. Um, you know, the, the boys have been great. Boys playing for their countries, I can't think of a, a greater honour, you know. They're all sort of coming back within five or six hours of each other. Um, but all of them are walking, all, nobody's on, on crutches, nobody's not made it in. They're all, they're all back in the building. And uh, uh, like you said, Lyndon has, uh, has got through his minutes, which is great to see because he's a hell of a player for us. We're working hard to try and get Steve back in the team, back on the pitch. He, I think he made a huge difference, you know, when he walked in the door and, uh, and his first game being a win at Cardiff, you know. I'm hoping that in these next three, the same intensity, the same, you know, optimism that we can win these games and also being at home for a couple of them. So it's been a month, you know, almost. So it's, it's almost like it's it's coming home to, to mum and dad and showing them what you can do now, what how, how much better you've got. That's what I want the boys to, to be like. Um, when that place gets rocking, it's the best place in the world to play. Believe me, I've done it. I know. Please get behind the boys and give them all you got because they're going to be giving you all they've got. Tony Mowbray's a good guy. Yeah, real, real like, really well liked in football. I like him. He's a, he's a, he's a top, top guy and uh, I've had a few uh, chats with him and, and phone calls and uh, in the past, so you know we're we're really we're really looking forward to welcoming welcoming them. But um, I, you know I want the points. I want to win this game, and I've got a squad. I believe will run through a brick wall and believe they can win ev any single game in this league. Staying solid is going to be really important. I say Sunderland are scoring goals for fun in their last game, and we we need to. Make sure we keep that to a minimum because we've got players who can go forward and score goals. And I want to give credit to the boys who were, the rumours were flying around. They've, they've been brilliant. They've kept their heads. They've committed to QPR and that's fantastic. The fans have just been awesome. They, they are connecting with these players like, like they haven't done for a long time and their understanding of these players. And I now, now think that the intelligent bunch that QPR fans are are seeing what they're trying to do on the pitch how we're trying to play. And when I used to play down that down that side in front of the R block there in the loft, it was just it was just sensational. And you, you feel ten feet tall. Um, so the fans can make a difference, but the players must give everything. I'll make sure of that. Let's have a two way thing and hopefully we can get some good results. And obviously because of the busy week, unfortunately there won't be a Rangers report next week, but we have Swansea on Tuesday, Birmingham Friday. Should we look at the Swans coming to yep. W12 on Tuesday night as well. They obviously go into the weekend. They're playing Cardiff in the Welsh Derby. Massive game for them, and that can almost kickstart their season because they haven't quite hit the heights again that they would have expected. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of a slow start, but you know, they've. I was looking at their, their, their results. I think they've lost three, but it's just been by the odd goal. So they're in every game, they're competitive. Um, lost a couple of key players, changed the manager, so a little bit of upheaval during the summer so um, they're probably still jostling or, or trying to find their rhythm and, and form if you like but uh, yeah, another another tough game for us to overcome let's hope we go into the Swansea game on the back of a, a really good performance and a positive result on after Saturday and we see what we get but again I'll say it again every game in the championship it's tough I know we said it about three o'clock at Loftus Road but a Tuesday night under oh, the yeah. lights at Loftus Road <laughs> 
something special about when the floodlights are on, isn't it? Yeah, think back to the place. I used to, I used to love Loftus Road when the lights are on and there's a good atmosphere. So yeah, we're back there. Um, fans have been absolutely superb, home and away. I know we haven't played too many games at home, but in recent times, I think our support has been remarkable. And uh, you know, I thank all our fans for that because you should never take that for granted. But uh, see what we get Saturday, but Tuesday night under the lights, get the Loftus Road, get behind the team, come on yours. I seem to remember Arsenal under the lights when an Andy Sinton caught the headlines with a, a goal from the edge of the box. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. You've uh, teed that out nicely. Now that was, you know, that's probably one of my most memorable games at QPR uh, because of that reason. I think uh, Arsenal in the cup under the lights lashed down with rain all night. Uh, really good game of football. Uh, Kenny Sanson scored the first against his old club. One of those ironies of that football can throw up from time to time. And I managed to kill the game in the dying minutes uh, late on, but uh, I think the announcer was with 20,000. It was, it was, the place was rocking. Um, so yeah, terrific atmosphere. Uh, let's hope we can sort of reproduce something like that in not only Tuesday, but in games to come and over the next few years. We then tee it up for Bur the trip to Birmingham. Your neck of the woods, isn't it now, Andrew? Yeah, yeah got a lot of, a lot of uh, friends who support Birmingham. It's fair to say they've been really down in the dumps the last few years, but this season, different things happening. Um, you know, new ownership. There's a there's a feel good factor. They've started really well uh, under John. Uh, done a really, he's done a really good job there. Um, so yeah, that'll be another tough game. You know, uh, St Andrews can be. I think it's been quiet the last few years. We've been, and I've just alluded to. Um, but I think it'll be a good atmosphere up there. And let's face it, we went there last year and got beat, and that's when it sort of went downhill from that moment onwards, which um, wasn't very pleasant. But now another another tough game against a team who probably surprised a few, but they've had a really good uh, summer of recruitment, recru recruited some some good players, and not really a surprise to me that they're they're doing as well as they are. Look at that new ownership completion as well that happened in the summer. How can that rejuvenate a club that have they are, we can't <coughs> deny that Birmingham are quite a big club, big yep. support, good fan base, but how an ownership and a new ownership can just give a lift. Well, I, think it just, uh, I think it just gives everyone clarity and direction of uh, you know, where, they're, where they're going and how they're going to get there. I think there's nothing worse than when you're just drifting around, swilling around, not knowing what's happened to your club what you're going to get, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's what's given them. And I've already said, you know, I speak to people, their mood has completely changed from what it was certainly last season and the season's gone by. So uh, we've got to be ready for that. I'm sure we will be. we just got to keep building, look after ourselves, really. It's not about them, it's about us. You, they mentioned, you mentioned that confidence. I'm now going to bring it back to Birmingham, but they've, in the last couple of home games, they've not necessarily hit the heights that they wanted to, but the, Jay Stansfield, who they've signed in the summer, Scored a late goal against Plymouth, which I'm sure the Plymouth fans, with his Exeter connections, weren't too pleased about. <laughs> and, then, and then the last time out, again, he scored. Does that show the confidence that they have, the never-die sort of attitude that you'd always want from Well, them I think they'll always keep going right at the end. I think um, sometimes teams can reflect the fan base, and um, those fans up there will demand that, that they have a right go for, just like every team, really. That's their anthem as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, keep right on. <laughs> so, um so yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game. But you know, you mentioned them winning games when they're not quite at their best. I think that's a really good thing to have. 
really good thing to have because I think that shows a sign of a, a good team that can dig in. You're not going to have it all your own way in any game that you play. Um, you're going to have to go through periods within games. You're going to have to go through patches in the season where for any given reason it's not quite happening for you. That's a time where you, you dig in, you roll your sleeves up and you find a way. And uh, they've done that, so uh, credit to them. But as you say, it's not all about Birmingham, Sunderland, Swansea. It's about QPR yeah. and it's about us going and showing the performances that we've shown in recent weeks. Yeah, uh, you know, we keep coming back since the first game of the season. We've, um, we've readjusted, we've almost reset. And, uh, and that's credit to, to Gareth, his staff and the players and the guys behind the scenes because of the signings we've made. Um, performances have definitely been on an upward curve. And I felt it was really important that we got a win at Middlesbrough to back up the performance. Because sometimes when you're playing quite well and you're losing games, it can be a little bit disheartening. But uh, that's why the win at Middlesbrough was so important. And as I said, and I'll say it again, we need to build on that. I know we've had a little break. Really good up at Middlesbrough. Let's take that into Saturday. Let's crack on. What's your predictions <clears throat> for the, the upcoming week? How many points would you like us to have? I'd love us to have nine. Um, what are we going to get? Yeah, there's no reason why we can't get positive results in all the games. Read into that what you want. But uh, yeah, if we're at it, we'll be competitive. Um, can we take our chances when they when they appear? Can we defend a couple of situations a little bit better? If you get all those things right, you'll win games. So, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to a positive week. And you'll be live on QPR Plus Pass alongside Nick London, as always. Obviously, Saturday at Loftus Road against Sunderland is a normal audio for the UK, but available worldwide, whereas Swansea is midweek, so that allows us to stream it to UK platforms. So you can join Nick and Andy Sinton live on QPR+. Plus. So head to qpr.co.uk for more information on that. You always enjoy doing your commentary, don't you, Sinton? It's a really, uh, really important, uh, a really enjoyable, but I feel an important part, you know, because... Uh, some fans who can't get the games, that's the way they can uh, stay connected. You know, certainly through the uh, the COVID period, I think was a little bit of a um, a lifeline for many, many fans. I know it's changed since then, but no, love it. Nick's great to work with. We're very QPR. I wouldn't say biased, but uh, you know, we're, we're we're doing it for us. No, actually, I'll rephrase that. You know, we we try and be. You know, I think I think you have to be authentic about where. And we say what we see, but at the same time, we're QPR fans and we just want Gareth, the team, to put in good performances, get results, reward the fans for their brilliant, amazing support. Because we're all in this together, you know, the the team. But and I think that's been a real connection in the last couple of weeks. You know, the guys who were up at Middlesbrough, brilliant because of how far it is and the difficulties down at Southampton. But we have 3,000 down there right behind the team and we're going to need that all season so uh, so guys whether you watch the stream whether you go to the games home or away thanks for your incredible support because uh, it has been fantastic i think that wraps it up perfectly it's a, a busy week ahead so andy bring it on bring it on come on you ours and come on you ours